Hey, husband. Yes, wife. Where does bad light go? Where? Prism. Wow. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Random's Thoughts. I'm wife. And I'm husband. And we are here to talk to you about all the latest WOW news and our personal theories and updates. <laughs> so it's it's kind of been a long two weeks since we last recorded WOW. That is like the understatement of the century. <laughs> nah, nothing really related to WOW. It's just been an exhausting real-life adventure. But... Just in case you were wondering... Getting um, flight delayed twice in one weekend for a combination of 15 hours is super fun. We can all sympathize. Well, maybe not all, but I think most of us can sympathize there, wife. I'm, yeah. We've spent, including for WOW, we spent a lot of time in airports. Yeah, that like we once had uh, Gen Con two years ago. Took us 26 hours to get home. Yeah, uh, 26 hours in assorted airports and then having to drive like four hours, having to rent a car to be able to just get home. Yeah. Because otherwise we would have probably been there the remainder of the week. <laughs> yeah, it was um, it was fun. Yeah, that Delta fire. This one was mostly mechanical error and storms. But and wife, lightning hit the plane. That was fun. But wife, when you really love something and you truly care about something, you endure a lot of things. Yes. And I'm not talking about our marriage. No, I'm talking about my <laughs> love of Disney World. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about the WoW TCG and all the sacrifices that we've had to make to try and make sure that we play it. I mean, yes. <laughs> However, my love of Disney World outweighs all things. Yeah. that I love that mouse. I mean, that may be true. He's a fantastic mouse. Right. So... We wanted to bring you the news update real quick. So there's actually a few different things that have been going on. As we discussed last time, there was a recent core tournament in Lubbock, Texas. And we're hopefully going to have some, uh, let's say, expert analysis on that for you yes, soon. Yes, hopefully. And um, we'll hopefully get some insight onto that event. And... But shh, you don't want to let the don't let the cat out of the bag too early. Wife. Don't Come jinx on. it. Um, that's that's not where I was going with it. I meant like you're killing all the hype if you just let it out there. Well, I mean, do we need that much hype? Always, always hype. That's always hype. that's the way the world works uh, now. Life is it, it's always about the hype. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> let's let's be real for a minute. It's always about the hype. Okay, well, I suppose. But, um, yeah, so we have some fun stuff related to that event coming up. But if you are spoilers, excited no now, <laughs> if you're excited now and you want to find out what happened, there have been a few posts in both the WoW TCG Discord and the WoW TCG subreddit. They were written by a number of different people, including competitors from there, with some brief tournament reports about what they played, what they saw, how they got ready, all that fun stuff. So we definitely want to give them a shout out. Definitely check those out. They should still be at the top of the subreddit at the moment because, mm -hmm. uh, well, let's be real. <laughs> There's activity, but it's not the uh, boisterous center of the world. Yes, but, you know, we can work on that. Yeah. Everybody get talking, uh, do the thing, type the words, make it happen. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, that's the, the quick tournament update for CORE. We also wanted to bring up, well, uh, we had a, a little bit of a scare wife. We, we did. So, aside from FrogWow sort of biting the dust and then coming back and becoming Forsaken, I guess, or maybe Scourge, I don't know, that FrogWow's back. But we also had a scare for a brief time with WoW TCG browser, where it was inaccessible for a lot of people for a period of time. And, well, I don't know about anybody else out there listening, but I lean on that site immensely. You think? I I think he probably himself has a good three gigas, gigs stored on there. Just you. <laughs> I, I don't know about that much. I mean, I can't imagine that... The dozens of decks take up that much space. But I do have a lot saved on there. It's also a huge time saver when, yeah, sure, I could go sifting through binders and boxes. Or I could just look up the card. Right. And be like, oh, well, that's the exact text. So this deck idea works, or no, it doesn't. So I know that on the subreddit, there it's been an ongoing initiative for people to get high-quality scans in general. Mm-hmm. And then some people had asked in the Discord if there was ever anyone, you know, kind of doing a backup in case one of these sites implodes. Because I can't imagine that whoever the webmasters for these sites are intend to keep it going forever. No, but I, I, I mean, it would be great if they did. Oh, yeah. But it would also be great if we can figure out a way to save everything. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it would be nice uh, if we could maybe get some Blizzard involvement, but... I guess the you know and yeah, or at least get them to answer tweet tweets. That'd be awesome. Answer anything. I mean, yeah. the, tweets, emails. At this point, carrier ra- pigeons. Anything but radio silence. Yeah, that'd be great. Which actually brings up mm. an interesting news item that's only tangentially related to the WoW TCG. So, for those of you out there who aren't aware, Ben Brode, who was now the former leader of Team Five, the Hearthstone team at Blizzard, is no longer with Blizzard. Which is surprising, and I want to know the story. Well, I'm nosy, it, though. I well, admit that I'm nosy. It, it's not a... It, he kind of came out, and it, like there isn't a lot of mystery to this one. He said he was leaving to pursue other things. So it sounds like he's either joining or forming his own studio. And the underlying assumption, and from what a lot of people were saying reading between the lines, is that... His role with Team 5, especially because it was Hearthstone was never expected to explode the way that it did, his entire thing was, well, he likes to make games. But when he became the head of Team 5, and then Hearthstone ballooned into the monster that it is now, well, you can't be in the weeds and manage yeah. that much stuff. So he became a manager, and it sounds as though... He's not interested in doing that. Or that, maybe, not interested sounds so negative. But it's, that's not his calling, yeah, I he, guess. Yeah, he wants to do the creative bit. And, and I can sympathize I with that. I can definitely sympathize with that. Uh, management positions are there, but for the grace of God go I. More power to them, but I like being in the thick of things, so I can totally understand his meaning there and wanting to expand his personal choices that way yeah. through work. So how does that relate to the WoW TCG? Well, actually a couple months ago, well, I say that it sounds like a while ago, but I think it was a couple months ago, he was tweeting out pictures of when he was in the factory 
that was printing the WoW TCG yeah, cards. Yeah, so cool. Which was, was like a really memories. cool moment. But at the same time, so <laughs> if any of you follow our Twitter account... At RandThoughtPod. Yeah, that, that one still needs work, but... Yeah. Oh, well, it we is what it is. So... Yeah, Random Thoughts was actually difficult to get, and we're not. We're pro- I have a feeling we're not going to be able to get it on Twitter. No, probably not. So, in any case, we immediately followed that up with like, hey, hey Blizzard, hey Ben Brode, anybody want to talk about the WoW TCG? And the aforementioned silence was kind of... The prover- yeah, the proverbial deafening. So, it is what it is, we still try, we're going to keep plugging away, maybe we'll get lucky. One day. Eventually. And then we have another bit of news, husband. And what's that, wife? Event registration for Gen Con is open, so if you haven't gotten your WoW tickets, do so. The WoW event is going to be on Friday. Well, the, um, I should say, one of the WoW events, the Retro uh, Classic Championship, will be on Friday at 4 p.m., so, you know, everybody get all registered for that. It'll be awesome. We'll have Fun, tell stories, play games. Are we going to make games. marshmallows at a campfire? God, that'd be so much fun. Oh my God, stop. It was a joke. I want marshmallows now. Stop. You owe me marshmallows. You stop. put the idea in my head. That's your fault. No. No, you did the thing. Anyway, I'm pretty sure if we started a campfire in the middle of the CCG hall, somebody would have a few words to say about it. Eh. But then we also have a... Um, we also have... Tickets for the Cube Draft are also available. That event is going to be on Thursday at 6 p.m. Um, so, yeah, event registration's up. Do the thing. I'm excited. We're close to the time, even though we're not really. But uh, we are with because... our personal lives, the next two months are going to be insane, and then it will be time for Gen Con. Yeah, by the time we come up for air, it, we're going to be heading our way out there to the middle of the country into kind of no really the middle of the country that like they call it the midwest but like really it's just yeah geographically it's not technically the middle (laughs) not even remotely and i've never understood why it's okay midwest covers a wide area uh, anyway i'm an east coast baby i don't understand it those of you from the midwest if you want to explain it to me but yeah registration's open please Come sign up. I'm excited. You're excited. We're all excited. Can you use that word again? So excited. Can you give me the point of origin? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, I want to say it's Latin. Wow. That That's a guess, wife, because, yeah, a significant chunk of our words are from Latin. Uh, Who no. would have thought? Now I have to look it up. Actually, it is a mix of Latin and Old French, and it is part of a Middle English. And everyone, that concludes our talk today (laughs) on the origin of words in the English language. I hope you join us next time where we're going to... No, this is terrible. I love etymology. Don't even go in there. But anyway, um, we... Do we have any other news, husband? Yes, there's actually there's some other news. news. So, something that actually came up within the last couple days is there's a new custom raid. Fancy! And by new custom raid, I want to clarify about the, the Gruul's Lair raid. Uh, it wasn't... So, 
on Reddit, it's KingSpark7, and in Discord, I don't have the handle. Presumably, it's the same person, but it's something different mm-hmm. in Discord. Uh, he was posting remastered versions of the raid, so it sounds like he was, and I don't remember if we had attributed to him being the original creator, uh, but it sounds like he's remastering it by clarifying some of the rules, like redoing the rule book, sort of, not actually changing mm-hmm. the raid materially, but updating some of the rules, cleaning it up a bit, and then also redoing the artwork and a few other things. So the new one, and it, according to the Reddit post, it's, and this is a French user, Yavat, Y-A-V-A-T. Okay. You're the one that took French. That's I why I'm asking French. you. <laughs> and I'm going to say you're probably saying it right. Okay. If the, the actual creator is out there, I'm sorry if I destroyed your name. Yeah. Any of our French listeners out there, I'm also sorry if I, I'm destroying the language. Yeah. So, in any case, uh, th- that was the original creator for Skolomance, which is actually a vanilla WoW raid, or not really a raid, it was a dungeon. Okay. So, this was before your time, wasn't it, wife? It was long before my time. Um... <laughs> Back in the days of my youth yeah, but wife, you're like 700 years old. How I'm, is that possible? You are five years older than me, so bite me. That doesn't make you <laughs> younger than 700. Then you're 705. That doesn't help you at all. I'm just saying stop harping on my age. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm going to live forever, wife. <laughs> or die trying. Well, there is that. So anyway, speaking of dying trying, <laughs> Skolomance was originally supposed to be a necromancy school. Essentially. Okay. Not essentially, is. And it was an old school vanilla WoW. I mean, I'm calling it a raid, but it really was a five man. Okay. I didn't actually run it in vanilla because I distinctly recall being in the beta, getting up to like level 40, and then saying, you know what? I'm tired of killing things in the barrens. I'm going to put WoW down for a little while. And then I came back later on. But barrens chat. That could factor into the reason that I got tired of killing things in the damn barrens. But, like, Chuck Norris jokes. You know, I'm fairly confident that they're still doing Chuck Norris jokes to this day No, in they the totally do. Last time I logged in, they still definitely do. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm okay with it. But anyway, so, I have not looked at this raid, but again, if you check out the subreddit or you head over to the Discord, you can definitely check them out there. There are links to a bunch of Google Docs. Uh, again, we haven't personally vetted them or anything, so we're not affiliated with it in any way, but, you know. It's exciting. It's out there, and it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, so it, it's new content, and it is something that I do want to get our friends together and start doing raids again, because I do miss that. Yeah, and it's... Raids are, like we've said before, raids are fun for people who don't normally game to sit down and game. Exactly. It's a good way to play the WoW TCG board game. For lack of a better way to put it. pretty much. And it's a lot of fun in that capacity. So I know there's always people in the Discord trying to pick up raid groups, trying to set up raid groups. I don't know if the Seth Gray ever got his Twitch channel back up. We should check in with him about that. Yeah, we definitely will. Because he had mentioned a while ago that he was streaming stuff, and then it kind of fell by the wayside because his PC decided to up and croak or something to that effect. So we'll have to check in on that. Note to self. So anyway, stay that's, tuned for future news. Exactly. So that's kind of the big, big er news items since last time. So hopefully, 
it, it's interesting. So I started listening to the Pylon Show, which is a podcast for StarCraft. Mm-hmm. Now, StarCraft, there's no card game or any tabletop game. It's just, I say just, but it's the computer game. Yes. Now, there's StarCraft Two and then Brood War, StarCraft One, And the two hosts there are Jeff in Control Robinson and Dan Artosis. I don't actually know Artosis' last name, but anyway. Uh, they pitched the idea to Blizzard to do a StarCraft podcast, and they it didn't get officially sanctioned, even though it is on the Blizzard launcher. The reason I'm bringing this up is they kind of made a joke of the first few episodes, or in the first few episodes, of... Blizzard basically told them, but didn't tell them, is there enough StarCraft content to host a weekly podcast? And, Apparently. Well, and Blizzard like was half joking, but half serious, and both In Control and Artosis kind of laughed at them and go, yeah, there's a lot of content. So it's funny, bringing it back to WoW, that we're talking about a game that hasn't officially existed since 2013. That's so sad. We're almost halfway through 2018, and we still have new and cool stuff to talk about. And we still have a community that's pretty active. Yeah, so it it's funny. I mean, you know, we're we're not putting up Hearthstone numbers. Let's let's be real about it. We have to be a little honest with ourselves. But at the same time, it's still cool that you have people that are actively looking for groups. You have new players that are checking in, constantly asking either rules questions or. Uh, you know, strategic questions or where to find people, where to buy product. We are a small but hearty people. Yeah, I mean, I know some of the, uh, in the Facebook group, there are a few people that were bigger names. I think Tim Rivera was one of the recent ones that was looking to offload some of their stuff, but it was cool. He posted this giant, which, by the way, wife, I may be buying some of these. No, Um, you don't say. (laughs) I was on vacation and I see all these replies from my husband on a selling post. So, but it was all these deck boxes and some of them that I didn't know existed. So a majority of them I had seen before, but a lot of the ones towards the tail end, like, for example, there is an Arthas Menethil deck box. Yes. Which is cool. Like, that's really cool, and I want to put maybe our guest article (laughs) deck into that, because that just feels right. You love Arthas just a little too much, but anyway... (laughs) No, I I really like his friends. So Kel'Thuzad and Anubarak are really the guys that I like. Arthas is just kind of there. I'm facepalming for those of you who can't see what's happening right now. Well, now you are. You were lying a second ago. I It was coming. Anyway, so, uh, again, we're not uh, we're not affiliated with any of those posts or anything, but it's just cool to see some of that stuff and uh, some of the things going on. So, anyway, we wanted to try and move into the actual meat of the discussion. Those wonderful things, hunters. So, husband, do you like... No, you don't, and neither do I. But hunting, but for pretend things that can't really get hurt, because I Let, like the Let's be creatures. real. The only reason that you have any even remote interest in hunters is they literally have pets. Yeah, pretty much. And um, I, I like that idea, and I like anything cute and cuddly. Um, even if it's not furry and cuddly, I will take some scaly and cuddly things. Not many of them, but some of them. It, well... To be fair, if you set those, for most people, um, and it's obviously not speaking for everybody, most people would not classify something scaly as cuddly. 
Generally, most people don't put those into the same bucket. But sometimes they are. I'm just going to throw out, though, that Indiana Jones is my spirit animal, and why did it have to be snakes? Well, to be fair, constrictors are, by definition, the cuddliest of animals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> they they are. Yeah, they just they just want to hug you so bad. They That's do. They, they just want to wrap just, you up and squeeze do. you tight. Uh, nightmares. Anyway, we don't have too many... Tier one snakes. No, let's put it that way. There was I'm hissy. Okay with that. There was hissy, and I remember distinctly because I had just started like really playing around Drums of War. I had started at the just before, but Drums of War was the first set that it released, and I've told this before. But I remember, and I man, I can't remember who it was, but it was one of the bigger names in the community. Not like a, a huge player, but they it's when the spoiler came out, and they're like, man, hissy is gonna be. Awesome. Hissy is what is going to push hunters to the top. Hissy is going to be the savior of an entire class. And then... Yeah. <laughs> nada. And it, the reason I remember the story is that person... I don't remember if it was a post on the forums or they were telling the story. But th they were talking about hits and misses when looking at new sets. And whoever it was really believed that. They weren't trying to hype it. They really thought Hissy was going to be a strong card. And it seems on paper it's okay, but... Obviously, it never really made a competitive splash. No. Um, which I had completely forgotten what Hissy was until you just said Well, the, the reason is probably because I'm not sure you've ever actually seen that car. No, I, I don't think I have. So, um, uh, <laughs> random chaff to, aside. like we're <laughs> To bring it back, what we are going to be talking about today are hunters and the hunter class. We're going to try to do a class spotlight for all the different classes, but today we're going to start it off with Hunter. Yeah, we had done Death Knights a few weeks ago, so we wanted to get back into it. We're not going to do this back-to-back -back weeks, or maybe we will, I don't know. We'll see how it goes, but we want to, you know, kind of go through all the classes, what we like about them, what we don't like about them. Hunter, yeah, Hunter yeah. kind of, spoiler alert, they need some help. They do. Now, I mean, we do have our, one of our standard Hunters, he can't be ignored, Mm -hmm. That master of snipers, Simon McKee. All right, so this is the 800-pound gorilla in the room, wife. Or 800-pound python, if we kind of continue from our... Okay. <laughs> Are we talking about magic again? Because every time you say it's an 800-pound gorilla. Anyway. No. So, is Master Sniper a hunter deck? Okay, yes. It <laughs> Get the obvious out of the way. It is quite literally a hunter deck. But if I asked you... And you didn't know what that deck was. And I said, tell me what you think the focal point of a hunter deck would be. Would your response be werewolves and ring of trials? No. But. No. Okay, so the, the reason I bring it up, and I don't, I'm distracting wife from her original point, so hopefully yes, she doesn't forget totally it. Are. Wife, don't forget it. So <laughs> <laughs> the reason I bring it up is because this conversation did come up before in yeah. either on the discord or on reddit basically somebody was saying hunters paraphrasing again i don't want to put words in somebody's mouth but because this is something i read a while ago but basically hunters are not a real class like they don't really have a deck yeah. every other class has or has had a notable tier one deck that is central them. to the theme of them hunters seem to be missing out on that like if i told you a boomkin deck you know exactly yeah. what that is or how it functions, sort of. You know, like Most the general fun. idea, the 10,000-foot yeah. view. 
If I tell you the werewolf deck, well, yeah, you get it, but what the hell does that have to do with hunters? I mean, yeah, I, okay, yeah, you're, there are you're pets, right, but, like... But, okay, so, yes, you're right. So, I would say Master Sniper, while technically a hunter deck, most of what makes it work has nothing to do with him being a hunter. I mean, to be that fair, they have said, good... they have good hunter cards. Well, and the, the flip. So, yeah. like, the pets, the pet part of Master Sniper is relevant. Yeah, like, like it, Bonsai. But... When he works. If Bonsai was a regular Alliance ally... And he would, probably, he would probably be bonkers if he was, uh, because then, it, you know, yes, any alliance that could things. run it. But you wouldn't cut him for a pet. No. I don't think. And that's where... So Hunter seems to have that recurring theme of... Because before Master Sniper was big, mm-hmm. there was the Viewless Wings deck, I which was also a Hunter deck. Yeah. Uh the Gurgle Murgle builds are technically hunter decks. They are technically hunter decks. But they go if you go all the way back to Heroes of Azeroth, you had the Elendril builds that I don't really know them that well, so I don't want to say that they were or were not, but I don't feel as though there were a lot of things that I would call hunter decks, except for maybe Gaxtro and then Valerie Warfield, which we'll get to in a minute. But why if you wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that excited you about Hunters, right? Yes. So, um, like Husband alluded to and like I alluded to, my favorite thing about Hunters, at least in the theory, are their pets. And I would say that even Master Sniper Simon McKee has some of my favorite pets. Um, and I think it's... Well, I mean, either side can use the yeah, pets. Yeah, either so, side can use yeah. the pets. Um, so, like, we have Fang, who is a protector and boosts your guys, which is fun. Um, but... Well, he doesn't boost your guys, he gives you armor. Yeah. But, so, let's, but let's be real, though. Mm. There's one favorite. Scree! Yeah. And by gives you armor, I realize I'm, I misspoke, because no. you were talking about Fang, and in my head, I'm sorry, I couldn't get out of my head... I'm thinking about Yertle. Well, Yertle is coming. Don't stop stealing my thunder. Look, I like turtles too, Life. I like turtles. I, well, one of us had to say yeah, it. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was going to happen anyway. Um, so but, go ahead, tell us right. about Yertle. Le- no, not Yertle. We're talking about Scree. Sorry, Boomer annoys me to no end, so I try to bypass. No, it. Boomer is fantastic. So we have Fang, which is an amazing ally, just all around. And wife and I are both dog people, so we love Fang. Yeah, he's a puppy. Another two drop, like she said, is Boomer, which is a 3-3 three, three so, for two. Yeah, and once on your turn, you commit a Sonic Blast, which basically exhausts somebody and deals one nature damage to it. Which, okay, you're playing against Broderick, that's super useful, for one. And it's also super useful when you're playing anything that can hurt them when they exhaust or have any way to keep them exhausted or hurt them when they're ready. Anything like that is useful. And the free one damage is nothing to be sneezed at because that means, oh, you're if you play it in Master Sniper and you Ring of Trials with Garrett, now instead of only taking out a two health ally, you can screen and get a three health. Yeah. Or if you have something else, like, Basically, it lets you trade up a little bit easier. Or, at worst, you're poking your opponent for one. Yeah. So, Boomer is, air quotes, a 4-3. 
And other, I really think he is an excellent card. Oh, I, he's fantastic. He's his health is enough that he's not going to immediately go bye bye, which is incredibly useful. So, here's um, the thing: so Boomer and Fang, and then Yertle when we get to him, and the the good ally, the good hunter pet allies fit a certain mold. So just like when we talked about Emic and I was running Holy Guardian, mm-hmm. it's a three three protector for two. Yeah. So it's a little bit bigger and it comes it, Holy Guardian comes with two positive abilities, the protector and the shadow damage reduction. Boomer only has one positive ability, sort of, because yes, you can only scree once a turn, but you get two effects out of it. You get damage and you get to exhaust something. So you could bypass protectors, you could push something out of the way. You know, it it lets you do a lot more interesting things, and that's what you need. You don't want... There are a, a number of hunter pets, and warlock pets also, but hunter pets that... It's like, well, I could just play a regular ally that does the same yeah. thing. Why am I going to eat up my pet slot for this? Which is true, but... Um, but pets are so cuddly. So... We anyway. love Boomer. I do appreciate Boomer for adding yet another card to let you do things. Yeah. To do things. I like you, uh, I his flavor text is obviously Scree, which if you ever hear me or see me at a tournament and I'm doing that, I will be doing Scree every time <laughs> I'm pinging you for one. It has to happen. Um, but then we have our other favorite, a favorite of both of ours, is Yertle the Turtle. Yeah, I got now, excited and jumped to him before. <laughs> so. Aside from his really badass artwork, because he's got like a spout with flames coming out of his nose. and I wonder if who, the artist plays Pokemon. Because there's a Pokemon I, Torkoal yeah. that's a volcano turtle. This that is it kind of reminds me. It may be. It's yeah. the same idea. The aesthetics are wildly different. But. Yeah. But, um... Obviously, Dr. Seuss reference. Here we go. Yeah. Um, but we he is a monster ally. He costs four, but he has plus one health for each resource you control. So basically, then, he's going to come down as a 4-4 four, four at least. Yeah, minimally. And then um, when he dies, you put a shell uh, armor with equal to the number of resources you control if when he's destroyed. So... And he also has Eternal. Yeah. So the second he dies, he goes back in your deck. Well, he might. Maybe. And he, that's the thing. So Eternal's a May, which is important because, well, generally, yeah, you want to shuffle it back in. But there are Hunter cards such as Beast Revival. I think it's Beast Revival. That yeah. lets you... You can get it back from Right out of, the, out of the graveyard right into play. So it's important, especially if you want to keep recurring Yurtle. So I posted an article a while back about a Death Knight-centric build that tries to abuse Shadowfang Keep. Well, when Gaxtro builds water something or other, he was the, it was one of the, the Red Goblin heroes. Uh, he ended up being, I don't want to say the de facto control deck, Bilgewater Marksman. I kept wanting to say Bilgewater Assassin, but that doesn't make any sense yeah. for a hunter. But in any case, he was the control hunter. So you had access to Yurtle, and one of the things in there was obviously... Shadowfang Keep. So the idea is you play Yurtle on five, pop him to Shadowfang Keep if you have to, after you protect, and then you effectively stop two attacks. Mm-hmm. Because then you get the armor in that turn sort of thing. So it lets you grow into the late game. And it, 
Yertle is exactly the type of card that I wish we saw in Hunter more often. Yeah. Because Hunter, and we'll talk about this more, but to me, I think every class should be able to play every archetype. And by that, I mean, you should be able to build an aggro warrior. Yeah. You should be able to build a combo priest. You should be able to build a control hunter. Problem is, is that right now, a lot of the time, if you start building a control hunter, you're going to sleeve up your 60 cards and go, well, why am I not just playing mage? Why am I not just playing a dual hero? Why am I not just... Mm -hmm. And that's where my issues come in. But we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. So... We talked a little bit, or three of the, the main pets that we like. Were there yeah. any others, wife? Well, there's one that I like him, but he's relatively useless, is Donatello, because I'm riding the turtle um, thing. <laughs> Stay on theme. he's my hero, my real hero in a half shell. So he he's pretty useless. You are the he's worst. A two. Um, you, you are the worst. He's a one <laughs> five protector for two. So he's not like completely useless, but he's pretty useless. He he's kind of bad. What? Um, how are you forgetting Loke? I'm not. I I haven't gotten there yet. I was just. You haven't talking, gotten there yet. I I was just talking about turtles. I I could did. Go did on you just go ages. on TCG browser and try and search turtle? Um, I, I couldn't spell Yertle correctly, and then I remembered all the other things that I loved, so, but yes. So but Lo Loke is arguably the most badass artwork of the game. I don't know. I mean, Some there's of a, the there's... most badass artwork of the game? I don't know. I, I would have to disagree. But he's... He is everything I wanted Lisa Frank to be in elementary school. All right, yeah, that artwork is... Fourth grade Lisa Frank binder level of but like, bright ass colors. Angry Lisa Frank, which is <laughs> essentially what fourth grade me was missing. <laughs> Apparently, Lisa Frank has had enough of your nonsense <laughs> and needs to have a talk with you and her big friend. Whatever. Um, so, Loke is a beast mastery talent with elusive, stealth, and untargetable, um, unpreventable damage. And he's an 8-8 eight, eight for 7. <laughs> oh, by the way, he's an 8-8. Eight, eight. Yeah, by, like, just, just in case you were worried about that. He's insane. So, there is something I want to say about Beast Mastery stuff, but before I do that, are there any other pets you want to call attention to, wife? No. I'm sure I'm going to think of them later, but yeah, those well, are the main ones. Well, we'll put that out to the dear listeners. If you have any favorite Hunter pets, tell us one of your cool game stories. Yes, like, cool games, cool pets. Okay, so random aside, subtext. what do you what do you think about that as a future segment? If people wrote in with like some of their, their cool game stories. I would love that because I love stories. That would be pretty cool. So if if you have a cool game story, let's let's see if we can give me a cool Hunter story and post it in the Facebook group or hit us up at Randoms Thoughts Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, or or on Twitter or you know, post on Reddit, whatever the case may be. But definitely if you got a cool hunter story, definitely throw it out there. So what I was getting at since wife brought up Beast Mastery Talents is one of my favorite hunter cards that I always try and make work is a Beast Mastery Talent. The problem is is that Beast Mastery 
is one of the weaker specializations across the entire game, I think. Mm-hmm. But the card that I'm thinking of is Intimidation. It's a two-cost ongoing that each opposing hero and ally can't ready during its controller's ready step while you have a pet. Yeah, and Loke helps with that. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm thinking, hey, I go turn to Fang, turn to Boomer, followed up with Intimidation. That Boomer becomes a lot more hilarious when I scree your board and now they don't ready. Yeah. That's super funny for me. Yeah, not so funny Not so funny for the other side. Now, the problem is naturally that, well, if they kill your pet, everything yeah. readies again. If, if and you don't classic, draw a pet, if well, like, the I, list goes on and on. Yeah, you and that goes back to my issue with pets. So thematically, yes, you only have one pet. And there are a number of cards that give you access to multiple pets. But, and I'm not saying that the rules should have been different, because I don't know if they should have, but there definitely should have been more incentive to maintain the pets, or maybe have a mount that counts as a pet. Yeah, that would be really useful. Or something, I mean, it, it flavor-wise, it feels weird that, as a hunter if your pet doesn't get involved. Yeah. But, if you're going to have, it, essentially... 33% of the Hunter cards, I know it's not actually, but for the sake of argument, I'm saying a third of the Hunter cards focus on pets. Yeah, and the pets are fun and awesome, but useful, like... Well, it's not even... You could find enough pets to make a competitive build, but the problem is, is because, just like Warlocks, because they you can only have one, the other ones are now dead, except in the case of stuff like Yertle. Yeah. Where, okay, well, I'll play it, let it die, get the armor tokens. So, yes, that that's why I was saying earlier that if there were more things in Yertle's vein, they can feed off each other. But that's a weakness of the class. Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Class fantasy, all that sort of stuff. But it is very limiting when you... You're a hunter. You want to have things that interact with your pet, but you're now forced fighting yourself yeah. to either include too many, and then you have a bunch of dead draws, or include too few, and now you're handicapping yourself from a card pool perspective. Because, like I said, say a third of the cards, say, while you have a pet, if you have a pet, do something equal to the number of, uh, or the cost of a pet. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. So that... Hunters kind of shoot themselves in the foot from the outset, and that goes back to what we started out with, where werewolves. Is it really a hunter deck? I mean, it's a hunter deck, but is it a hunter deck? Yeah. But it's using the hunter cards in the, I think, in the best capacity that they can be used in, given the restrictions. Yes, but is it... Is it true to the theme and the story of the hunters? So... So the, one of the other pets that I wanted to draw attention to real quick, and it's also a Beast Mastery talent and ends up being in a lot of the builds that I make, is Deuce. Mm -hmm. So Deuce is a 4-3 <laughs> for 2, which is crazy. Like, that that's huge. Granted, it still dies to a ton of 1-drops, but that's neither right. here nor there. But while it's in the graveyard, you can control an additional pet. So... I think more pets should have had that, or there should have been a hero flip that said, while you have a pet in the graveyard, you can control an additional pet. Yeah, and I think that would also be fitting for a hunter to maybe have your pet has a friend. Well, it 
it's funny that you say that because over time, hunters in many classes in WoW proper have obviously changed. Yeah. And a lot of the things that were held sacrosanct then mm-hmm. have fallen by the wayside now. now. So it, now a lot of them were quality of life improvements. So you don't have to do this. You just, you don't have to go through this huge Herculean effort to change your pet. You just do this thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, some hunter specs don't even have pets now, but that, that's another discussion. Yeah. So it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility, just like the rogue changeover where they went from cards that literally said combo and finishing moves had to find a card with combo to, mm-hmm. okay, I just eat whatever rogue cards I used. A similar thing could be done for hunters. And I think the focus on pets is important. But before we get into our, our fantasy ideas, let's talk a little bit more about, <coughs> you know, in general, what, how hunters work now or how could they work. Yeah. So what else you got, wife? Um, well, I think we have to talk about probably the most ubiquitous hunter card, which is Avatar of the Wild. Because you got to make those Tony the Tigers. True story. Um, so Avatar of the Wild, exhaust however many resources you want to use to play it, and you get that many attack, that many health. Put more simply, it's an X cost spell where you put an X X yeah tiger to- token with ferocity into play. Yeah, the ferocity super useful. Well, the scalability is also super useful, and that's part of the flexibility of it being able... It could be a control tool as well, Mm -hmm. because at worst it's, okay, I'll make it a 2-2 ferocity, run into your one drop and eat it, sort of thing. Or late game, it's, okay, I'll make a (laughs) 10-10, swing in. I think I once saw a 12-12 avatar hit the floor. That was fun. I guarantee it wasn't on the floor for very long. No. One way or another, (laughs) that thing's not on the table for very long. No, I'm pretty sure that ended the game. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, Avatar of the Wild, probably, I would say, the most ubiquitous hunter card. Um, We do have some of the traps, though, which arguable. Okay, real talk. Real talk. Explosive trap might be the most underrated card. I was just about to go there. But so, yeah. now, this ties into, is it really a hunker deck? Is it really? <laughs> is it? Is, is it? it really? I don't know. Because I've been, I played it a lot in Jasani, which we did an article on, like, a year ago, maybe. Um, Jasani is a dual hero, hunter druid. Can't have talents. It's a monster hero. And... The reason I was running it is because I wanted to basically play Slow Mage without playing Mage. Yeah. So, essentially, because of Hunter Traps and a lot of instant speed Druid cards, you can play the game almost entirely on your opponent's turn. Which is really fun. So, you get Snipe, which is another great Hunter card. You get Bombard, which is another great Hunter card. And then you can back it up. With Explosive Trap, and since you're playing Jasani, you get the option to go, oh, well, I'll Explosive Trap, end that guy in particular, like that guy right there, Yeah. exhaust the rest of your board. Oh, and since I did it with my hero, at the end of your turn, I'm going to Innervate. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to just build up my card advantage, keep you from doing nothing, and then eventually play the aforementioned gigantic avatar or in my case i was running legacy of the legion yeah so well yeah i wasn't i i I avoided running allies specifically but you could run yurtle or Mm -hmm. pick a hunter pet um except loke 
<laughs> I was I was re-looking through a lot of the trap, and here's my question: Why don't we see more immolation trap? We, well, tell dear listeners what that one so is. So it's an instant ability. It costs three, but it's a trap, so you can exhaust your hero. Um, and then you attack it to target attacking hero or ally. And at the start, um, the ongoing at the start of your turn, your hero deals two fire damage to each attached character. To the attached character, not to each attached character. That would make no sense. But <laughs> well, um, to the attached character. The, so let's answer your question with a question, wife. In what scenario do you want that? I mean, you want it if you're playing against a hero who attacks. So I guess that pretty much answers the question. I mean, because they... it's mostly it's going to kill the allies pretty quickly, which is good. But you could just run a removal spell. Yeah, you could just run a removal spell. Um, so, I suppose that's the reason why. But the artwork's pretty badass. It is. The artwork is pretty cool. But there are a number of other traps that are like Noxious Trap. Yeah. was a more recent one, which is really strong. And because, except against werewolves, because again, aberration. But it will terminate almost every early game ally. And then, just like we were talking about, if you're, say, playing Jasani. You can then ready a bunch of resources and innervate or yeah. quest or snipe their next thing or, you know, all of the above, whatever you want to do. Yeah. It's it's definitely, traps are a great thing for hunters, and that may be why both Upper Deck and Cryptozoic were so hesitant to give them additional tools. I I mean, I can definitely see that as a reason to be hesitant because... Traps seem strong, and now there are a million ways to counter them, so, you know, that's a thing, but just, the traps are an interesting I mean, um, card type. They definitely are, and I think they could have gotten a little more love over time. I mean, mm -hmm. they're, they're, that's the great thing about Classic, is that since you pull from the entire history of the game... You don't have to worry about, oh, well, there was only one good trap in this block. I guess Hunter's up a creek. Yeah. No, well, I'll, I'll just pull in the ten from total previous, yeah. good ones, and then, okay, well, I can just pick and choose and thin it out from there. It's the same sort of thing with pets and all the, the other card types that we talk about, that because you're pulling from such a large pool, you don't have to worry about those highs and lows as much as you would, say, playing core or something mm -hmm. where it's, okay, well... This most recent set didn't give me any tools to build this deck type. I guess that idea is dead. Yeah. Here, basically, if you have a deck idea, you could make it work. Yeah. And the sky's the limit. So, or at least the printed sets are the limit. <laughs> now, that being said, there are some artificial limitations. It's not yeah. quite the sky. Now, we're going to jump back and forth with this because there are a couple other cool things that I wanted to bring up. But one negative for Hunters is, and this is, again, where I feel both Upper Deck and Cryptozoa kind of were a little overzealous with their limitations, is card draw. Yeah. So a little while ago I had mentioned I personally feel every class should be able to play every archetype. So if you like playing rogues, you should be able to play an aggro rogue, or a control rogue, or a combo rogue. If you really want to play a paladin, you should be able to go any direction that you want. Yeah. Now, for aggressive decks, I will accept, okay, look, if you're playing an aggressive hunter, guess what? You're probably going to fill the majority of it with an allies, or allies of various types. So, 
it may not feel like air quotes a hunter deck because you're just filling it with other stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you had a combo or control hunter, okay, that'll be a little more flavorful. You're, maybe your only allies are pets in that deck. And that's really where my focus is for this. And that's what grinds my gears. No. Wow. Yep. Way to go back to the early 2000s. So the issue I have is that it's very difficult to play control decks if you don't have innate card draw in the class. Mm -hmm. For obvious reasons. If you play the control yeah. deck, you know you need to keep filling your hand with gas or otherwise you're going to run out and then your opponent will run you over. Yeah. In this particular case, hunters have exceptionally limited options if you're a pure hunter as opposed to, say, Jasani. Jasani, and then, yeah. So you could splash for certain allies that draw cards. You could splash for allies. There's a, a couple equipment. It's Kite it, is hard, though, for a hunter. Oh, because like, if you're playing a control hunter, you're probably not running very many allies. Yeah, or... And if you're playing an aggro hunter, you need your allies to be doing stuff, not... Well, to be fair, cards. they can do it. If they don't have ferocity, they can do it the turn they get played. This is true, but I still think eventually it's going to turn into a waste of your dudes. It, it could be clunky. So the, the issue is, and this was a card idea that we had talked about. So let's say you had a hunter hero, whatever faction... The race has to not be undead. I'll explain why in a second. What if the hunter flip was pay for draw cards equal to the cost or attack or some one of the stats on a pet you control? And you could do it instant speed, mm -hmm. not basic. So say you had a Yurtle out and Yurtle lives for a turn. Pay for, draw four. That doesn't seem unreasonable. No, and it... Especially if you get to that point in the game, I feel like you're you should be permitted to draw some more cards. And maybe maybe it says equal to target pet you control. So if your opponent instant speed removes Yurtle or whatever, you don't get anything. So yeah. they have a, a a counterplay for it, something along those lines. But I had played for a while Valerie Warfield, which is an undead hunter. It's a survival hunter because that was World Breaker Block, the very last one where they had stamped specializations. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say this hypothetical hunter would have to not be undead is Undercity and Death Fear. Right? The usual reasons. They're just... Oh. So to, to lump in another complaint, I guess, is that I'm fine with Death Fear and Undercity. I don't actually have a problem with their power level. They're really strong. They are warping in... And I hate to use the word warping because the usual thing that I hear when someone says that is, oh, that's a problem. It needs to be fixed. It warps it because they're so strong. So they're, they're more of a tent pole mm -hmm. for the meta. So, okay, there are always going to be good cards. This happens to be the good card. Yeah. It doesn't need to be removed. But it does mean that any class that has access to being undead, you, you, why are you not playing undead? Yeah. <laughs> I, they just, they, they make those undeads so good that it's hard to justify. So that's why I say this here, because then it would also alleviate the issue of, okay, well, do I play an undead hunter so I can get access to Death Fear and Undercity, which are really strong? Or do I get a really strong flip? Or if it's a different flip, whatever. 
is that where I want to go with the deck? Mm-hmm. And then that way you could play your slow survival hunter or a marksmanship hunter, which, oh, by the way, wife, I don't know if in your research you came across this, but hunters get a, a, a boatload of interrupts. Yeah, they definitely do. Um, I feel like almost everything Hunter has is instant ability. Well, they, they, I mean, they have a lot of instant ability. Well, it, it kind of makes sense. They're supposed to be hunting and, you yeah. know, it, it's reactionary and that sort of thing. It, it does fit thematically. They also have a lot of resource manipulation, mm-hmm. which never really went anywhere in this game for the yeah. most part. So there was Upstanding Spalders, which is one of my favorite cards. It's a, it's shoulders that are for hunters and shaman that each player can't ready more than three resources each turn. So it's winter orb, but not quite as good if any of you old school magic players. The problem is that there aren't enough ways to mess with your opponent's resources mm-hmm. right now, just quantity wise. It's one of it's one of the themes that even though we're pulling from all of classic, there's just not a lot. Which may be okay, because that's super frustrating to like literally never be able to play any cards. Imagine if there was a slow deck, but instead of interrupting all your cards, you just literally never got to play them. Yeah. Like at <laughs> le- I, I guess at least if you play slow, you're technically playing cards. Kind of. <laughs> um, but in any case, it, I think that would have been my wish list mm-hmm. if, if the game had continued, that Hunter got non-undead good flips that involved card draw or involved grave or hopefully they get some graveyard removal you know all of those and oh an ability destruction for heaven's sake i i get it they don't dispel in wow yeah they're they are i would i want to say they're the least magical of the classes they have a they have an ability called arcane shot but like they're not using I don't know, it magic wise. Well, they were. I don't I know mean, if they actually use mana anymore because I think that was changed. But in any case, so here's the thing: uh, WoW, the MMO, and Warcraft Three were getting designed in parallel mm-hmm. before they came out, which was a really cool idea. But you have things, say, Vol'jin, who's a shadow hunter. That's not a thing. He's literally the only shadow hunter, I think, in the game. Yeah. So you get this weird crossover where you get a little taste of some of these things, but then they're like, no, 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 the class fantasy is really this. So it locks you out of those things. But I, somehow I have a feeling that Vol'jin would be able to dispel things. I, I, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure Vol'jin can do whatever the hell he damn well pleases. Well, probably not anymore. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. <laughs> Probably not. Why do you gotta do that? Why do you gotta be like that? So, point is, is that I think every class should be, and this is gonna be a broken record as we go through all these, but every class should be able to do everything, but in a unique fashion. So maybe all of, so hunters have buzz currently to pop equipment. Why don't they have a buzz for abilities? And maybe you have to jump through some additional hoops to, to trigger to do it. it but, but at least have give the me something. Maybe the hero flip is while you control a pet, destroy it, flip to destroy an ability. Then you only get one, unless you bring in other allies, mm-hmm. and it requires a pet. Yeah. So you, you check all the boxes. So it, they're not great at it because they only get one, and 
you have to have a pet, so you hit the class fantasy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, so to bring it back to something a little more positive, do you remember Concussive Barrage, wife? I was actually just about to bring up Concussive Barrage. So, all um, right, then you take over, wife. Go ahead. All right. So Concussive Barrage costs one. Instant ability. It's a markmanship talent, so you can't put Beastmaster or your survival in there. But your hero deals two range damage to target hero or ally. That damage is doubled for each other card named Concussive Barrage in your graveyard. So, you know, you play Concussive Barrage early games to deal with the early game problems. Then it goes in your graveyard. And then you get your mid-game problems. And now it's bigger. And then you get your late game problems, and it's even freaking bigger. Or you could just do what Gurgle Myrtle does and aim it at your opponent's face and yeah. just close the game out. I mean, that's another thing. I have witnessed somebody who opened their their opener was consisted of four concussive barrages, and as Which, you would imagine, that game was over in short order, and only one person was laughing about it. <laughs> the other person was was a little bit grumpier. Let's just yeah. say that, and I don't really blame them. No. So Concussive Barrage is explosively powerful. Yeah. I'm not really a huge fan of it. Obviously, I, power level-wise, I, mean, I am. Power level-wise, it's great, but it costs one, and it's an ability that, like we said, other everything else gets good de- removal ability and dealing with things abilities. Well, my, and, my issue with Concussive Barrage is, well, so first off, in Classic, since one of the underlying or axiomatic things is you need to be able to deal with the graveyard. Yeah. So theoretically, this shouldn't be as big of an issue. But to me, this is kind of a feel-bad card. So either you're going to have these high highs where you open with four concussive barrages. Mm -hmm. But then your opponent's like, okay, well, how lucky do you have to be that you hit all four concussive barrages on the first turn? Or it's the other end where it's like, okay, well, it, it's just kind of okay. I don't know. It To me, it, it, the variance that's involved where mm-hmm. I drew multiple copies, in general, it's never going to be that bad. Because, yeah, you're probably not going to see four copies. Yeah. But, man, that that's just... That feels super bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still... It, the card has to be mentioned because it is incredibly powerful. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, which I think that's one of the reasons why it's one of the more powerful Hunter cards is especially because of how low the cost is. Oh, yeah. That's definitely one of the issues that I seem to find with Hunters is that a lot of it is, there. it's an expensive class. Yeah, you like, don't quite multi-shot, get the same, like, get the same value. when you just look at, like, the damage that it does, but it's not... It costs five. It does two range damage to each of up to three target heroes or allies. Well, okay, Poison the Well puts that to shame to no end. Yeah. Especially because, again, not to beat the dead horse, but werewolves. Like, multi-shot is just not, you know. So, I think that's when I was re-looking through Hunter things. Because, like I said, if I'm playing Hunter, I'm probably playing werewolves. It's just, it's... Seems to me like a very expensive class to play. You're often paying through the nose for effects that are, at best, okay in a lot of cases. And then, unfortunately, and I don't know if this was painting themselves into a corner sort of situation where 
Things like Incasa Barrage. Incredibly strong, right? Yeah. Did they have to limit the power on everything else because everything... You know, if there's a budget for power and 9 out of $10 is allocated to Incasa <laughs> yeah. Barrage and the other 100 cards get to spread a dollar between them. Right. Is that what happened? I don't know. because Maybe? It, there are definitely... You look at that and then you look at Master Marksman. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the artwork for this card, but it costs two. It's an ongoing... Your hero has range dual wield. And Ooh. ranged weapons you control have plus one attack and you pay one less strike with them. Okay, I can see where they're going with it, but like, what What the heck? Is that ever going to be a thing? Someone going to be the Punisher? <laughs> like, I mean... Yeah, it's... That's another uh, thing. Long-range weapons. Let's talk about long-range weapons for a moment. You mean Edge of Oblivion? And that's you mean it? Envoy of Mortality? That's it. Yeah, are Envoy there any other range weapons? No, I... there, there are, and there are some that have been used, but in general, because of the potential card advantage of long-range weapons, I understand why they were very cautious. But, but as a result, one of the functional, or like one of the biggest aspects of being a hunter, you're out hunting with your right? bow, or your rifle, or your whatever. Read freaking Hunger Games, people. It's what you use. You, you. It's not that you can't, but you yeah. most of the time don't want to. You, you have a big snarling beast coming at you. I ain't going near that thing with a sword. I am going to yeah. hit it from far away with a slingshot if I have to. That would actually be an awesome weapon if they had <laughs> slingshots. I mean, there's that joke in the MMO that everything is hunter loot because they can wear just about anything. Yeah. So, um, one other card that I, to cycle back to Valerie Warfield, because this was in the deck, is uh, Explosive Shot. Yeah. Explosive Shot is another super cool card where it feels like, okay... Nine out of ten dollars in the ten dollar budget went into this card. Yeah. So explosive shot is four. It's an instant, and it's a survival talent. So destroy target opposing ally. If you do, your hero deals fire damage to target hero or ally equal to that ally's cost. So it's basically pop your biggest dude and you hit him so hard. Yeah. How hard do you hit him? You hit him so hard that he knocks the snot out of the guy next to him. I think Explosive Shot is great. I still think it's a little pricey. Not very pricey, but for the current state of Classic, it's virgin it expensive. It. it might be pushing it. So there's, there are a lot of Hunter cards that are... So to go back to the weapons thing, you got Zane the Sniper, who is... I um, forgot about Zane. You pay one light... When you flip them, permanent flip. You pay one less to strike with ranged weapons, which would be really cool if there were ranged weapons to care about. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, you don't. And it's a very... I understand that, to, to repeat it again, sorry for bringing up the same exact thing over and over again, but I understand the trepidation on the developer's side for some of these things because it could snowball and be super oppressive very quickly. Yeah. Um, but there are a number of cards that hunters have access to that are super fun, including the trader cards. Mm-hmm. The trader flips are really cool. There are a bunch of things that hunters have access to that are really fun, but feel that they are just outside the realm of competitive play. Yeah, it's like they're just so close and yet so far. Well, that's that's why I said, okay, so you brought up multi-shot before, right? Yeah. One of the common design philosophies is that nothing can do everything. 
you know, you can't have a class that can literally do everything because then why would you play anything else? It makes mm-hmm. the game very boring. And that's not just a WoW TCG thing. That's a, a general gaming thing. Yeah. That you, the, the part of games that is interesting are decisions. Mm-hmm. When you actually say, I'm going to do A because I feel like this is the appropriate strategy as compared to B, which will lead me this way. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to play Rogue because they get access to Poison the Well, which doesn't care if you have Aberration, as opposed to playing Fire Mage, which can only deal you know, damage, and then mm-hmm. Aberration doesn't care, sort yeah. of thing. So that's a decision that you would make. The issue here is that Hunters don't, they have too many decisions to make. They have too many sacrifices to make. So they don't do multi-hit very well or deal with swarms very well. They have spoils of the hunt, which is not great. Mm -hmm. It's a three-cost sweeper that hits the highest cost among allies that your opponent has. So let's say they had three three three-cost guys. Great, you just got a three-for-one. If they have a one-cost, a two-cost, and a three-cost... You got one. only get one guy, yeah, and the other two are still there. Now, okay, fine. They're, you can play around with that. That's reasonable. Multi-shot, eh, that one's kind of bad. Mm-hmm. Then, so let's say that one of the class weaknesses is Hunter can deal single target very well. So you got explosive traps, stuff like that. I want that guy gone. Fine. I can deal with that. But the, that is not a sustainable control method if you don't have card draw yeah you have no they don't have a card it's supposed to be weapons are their card advantage generating element but a that's not great against other control decks because other control decks will just get actual cards Mm -hmm. as opposed to weapons that just turn sideways and as we discussed what, what weapons are you running yeah it's envoy yeah i mean that's not to say that there aren't cool weapons. I mean, I remember Bloodseeker was going to, like, that was another one that people thought was going to be I guess the first coming because there wasn't really a second coming if there was, <laughs> if there was never a first weapon. It was the Great the great White Hope. Sort of. Um, um, I mean, yeah. Breathstone-infused longbow, it, it, I mean, it's a weapon, but it's it's not a swinging weapon. But that was also another cool thing to assign to Hunter. So if you Take a step back in the abstract and look at hunters from, well, what type of decks can they do? Can they do aggro? Can they do mid-range? Can they do ramp? Can they do... Okay, we'll give them ramp. Well, that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Druid gets ramp. Let's give it to hunters, too. They're sort of tied into the wild and that sort of thing. And Breathstone-infused longbow is a pretty cool way to do it. So maybe they get an elusive pet that gives you ramp or something like that. Like, that would have been cool. Yeah. Something that that gives you a deck type to play, and unfortunately, it doesn't feel that hunters really have something aside from werewolves right now. So, all in all, hunters have I I would honestly say some of my favorite cards in the game. Just like they have some of my flavor text wise, they also have some of my favorite decks in the game. Yeah. So, I mean, alliance aside, <laughs> werewolves is cool. Like, the concept is cool. I like the idea of this giant pack of werewolves just, like, cascading over (laughs) to a bat. Like, that's badass. Running over the hillside. So. Howling together. Making daisy You're going to start a howl. 
You're going to start a hell. So anyway, <laughs> what was it? Damn, I, what was that movie? Zootopia. Zootopia. I don't know why. I was drawing a blank on the name. One I love that movie. One of the best recent Disney movies of all time. Oh, yeah. Because of Slots. Well, yes. <laughs> there are many reasons like that movie, but... but that Slots. Was, yeah. So anyway, uh, tangent aside, they I really did like the Valerie Warfield deck. Yeah. I really do like... I mean, <laughs> as silly as it is, I really do want... Gurgle Murgle to work. The problem is, is I really want him... <laughs> the deck I want him to work with can't work, and it's not a, oh, well, the, the cards aren't there. It's a, no, this doesn't make any sense. I want Gurgle Murgle Control to work, because I really want you to yeah. flip on, say, turn four, somehow, maybe with Concussive mm-hmm. Barrage. And then from there on out, like, 100% of your allies are six cost and higher. And then just yeah, start slamming giant dudes. Yeah, it doesn't that's work. Not going. To I know happen. you want it to work, but well, re- it doesn't work. I tried really hard uh, to make the beast I version to work. I remember. That's a theme that Hunter should should get elaborated on. Custom set makers. Let's talk about beasts and how they're just straight up aren't a lot of beasts. And yeah, because I want to play Rexar. Real yes. talk, Rexar the Wanderer. That's you talk about that a lot, but. To sum up, hunters, <laughs> wife is done. I've 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 running on four hours of sleep in the last three days. So, to sum up, hunters, <laughs> we have some fun cards. Hunters are close. They are so freaking close. Oh yeah, don't get it. If you like hunters, don't feel discouraged by the negative things we had to say because hunters are both a fun class and the power level. Any class. Any deck you build in Classic, you can include enough powerful cards that you can probably be 60-40 against a lot of things at worst. Yeah. By virtue of, okay, play Undead Hunter, guess what? Death Fear is going to win a lot of games for you. Yeah. And not necessarily, oh, well, I slammed Death Fear and the entire deck is Death Fear. It's, no, he changes the game so that your other cards can now shine in a different way. Yeah. And that's why I want to see other race class combos get the same sort of thing. So it's not oh, I can play undead. I'll just play Forsaken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let us know if you have a favorite Get me some cow hunters. Oh, for the love of all things holy. Let us know if you have any um favorite hunter pets, favorite hunter cards, pets that you want to see happen. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the Hunter deck. I know there was a recent call out in, maybe not so recent now, in the Facebook group, Retro Wow group, for, uh, ideas. And, you know, there, there was, there was an idea pitched about getting ideas, <laughs> which sounds a little weird, but if you want to, you know, if you have some thoughts, definitely drop them in there, because maybe there'll be a custom card at some point. Maybe one day. But for now... I'm wife. And I'm husband. Catch us next time for more random thoughts. So for all other things Random's Thoughts, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. At our website, randomsthoughts.wordpress.com, you can now find us on Facebook under the tag of Random's Thoughts. Or find us on Twitter, at randthoughtpod. That's at R-A-N-D thought pod and please feel free to reach out to us on gmail 
at randomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon.